welcome to the Mouthpiece a Wrestling Podcast. Once again, with your boy Davy Lips, and as always, though he doesn't deserve it, my man Geo. Hey, man. He just threatened to announce Gamo first. <laughs> yeah. Well, you start getting cheeky, I will. The time is coming. Time, your day is coming. <laughs> well, at least you had your Taco Bell first. You didn't get you munching or the doorbell going. Makes a change. Makes a change. Um, and of course, Damo as well. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, enjoying the sun. No, it's gonna get no. hotter. Every Friday's gonna be mad. I'm just sweating. <laughs> yeah, it's already. And Friday's gonna be like yeah. thirty. They're saying, isn't it? Oh, I'm not ready. Welcome. I'm not made for this. I can't leave this house. Well, that sounds like a you problem. We're not leaving this week when the heat the way it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, right, wrestling. <laughs> That's what we're here for, not to talk about the sun. Uh, it's been quite a week, actually. A lot of stuff to go through. Um, I think the first thing I wanted to touch on was, obviously, all the SmackDown. Um, Gunther, mainly. Um, and, obviously, Shotzi getting a Champions uh, Contenders match and some of the other bits and pieces. Um, Gunther, Intercontinental Champion. Do you think uh, right move? Right timing? Is he... Showing why he's the man. Ask me after he's defended at a pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, for all the people bitching about, oh no, they changed his name to Gunter. He's been fucking killing it. Yes. I, I, the thing is, someone like him, there was never any doubt of the man's talent. And, you know, I think Gunther v. Ricochet for the Intercontinental sh- title shows that WWE have some faith in Ricochet because he won it in the first place. Um, like, if, if, I read it I read it today on a site where I was reading some of the report. Um, Rob Van Dam playbook. Build up a high fire, hold the title for a bit, drop it to someone on the way up. And I think Ricochet fits into that sort of RVD role perfectly. Hmm. So I think, yeah, that's good. Gunther is, yeah, he's got all kinds of potential. I mean, here's the thing. Damned if you do, damned if you don't with that type of match. Because it's, if Ricochet wins, it's, oh, they're burying an NXT talent. They're not giving him a push. And then if Walter wins, it's, oh, they never give Ricochet a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have given Ricochet a chance. Like, okay, he hasn't defended it a lot. But to have the title in the first place, I think, shows that, you know, there is some something there. But then on the flip side of it, they had Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey in a champions contender match, which Shotzi got beat up, and Natalia was the one that attacked Rousey and end up like felt like the shit. flip side, you know? Like I don't want to see Natalia Rousey. I'd want to see more Shotzi Rousey. I want to see Shotzi's oh. and Raquel's. I don't want to see Natalia. These champion contender matches are asses. I hate them. I hate them. Like you've got to beat the champ to get a shot at the champ. Just doesn't make sense. Give me an old-fashioned number one contender. But how do we feel? Natalia just placeholding, then, I'm guessing. Like, it's ne- you never think Natalia's going to actually win the title. That's why I don't no. see the point of this. And we've had Natalia Rousey, didn't we? Hasn't that already been done? I don't know. I just... I, if it has, then it was very easily forgotten, because I don't it's... care for Natalia. Like, yeah. she's good at what she does, but she's not a champion. Yeah. She's not that material. You know what we have seen? Tamina versus Rousey. I'd rather watch Natalia. 
think someone's put something uh, in his tap down battle. He's all excited. She is a former champion now. So is Natalia. What's your point? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But yes, Natalia versus Ronda Rousey, the 17th of December, 2018. Had... No one cared then. Not going to care four years later. <laughs> Just whatever. Uh, Money in the Bank qualifier match, Sheamus versus Drew was the other one that really good match, but double DQ. Um, I'm guessing neither of them are in it. Or that was, think, seems a bit of a waste. Was it, but... was it hinted that they'd have a rematch? I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm, I, I'm not sure. It was a weird ending. What I is I'm pretty sure that's building towards the the clash at the castle. But Drew's already called out the champion for Clash at the Castle, though. Yeah, so I'm assuming that Sheamus is gonna get the spot, or maybe, but I don't know. And like, I feel maybe, like, yeah. I feel like it's a, a feud that you know they'll like slap the piss out of each other, but I'm bored of seeing Drew versus Sheamus a little seen bit. Too many times, yeah. They, yeah, they, they did a good feud, got kind of away with it. Like yeah. nobody really benefits and nobody really suffers from their feud. They're not helping build someone. All we get like, is half decent matches. Yeah, yeah, they're sort of on the cusp of being a good match, just like. Yeah, because the thing is with those two, it's always just a brawl. And there's only so long that you can watch that. Like, you could, they're, they're good at it. They put on a damn good brawl. But if you do it, like, a lot, you're just like, wait, it's the same thing you did two weeks ago. Like, it's, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. They seem to all threaten Adam Pearce. Maybe Butch takes it and neither of them get in. Maybe that's yeah. how they run. You know what? That could work. Because I think, you know, Pete Dunn, Butch, and Gunther have shown exactly was how talented they are. I think they... I, I've, I think I said this to you, Damon, we had a conversation. I actually think Pete Dunne's character, Butch, has done better than he would have ever done as Pete Dunne. I was going to say, I feel like he's he's doing pretty damn good too. Yeah, very good. I like this kind of, he fits what the character that he's playing. Um, the women's Money in the Bank qualifier, Lacey Evans and Zia Lee. Uh, seven women in Money in the Bank. You think this is where Bailey comes back? Mm, yeah. Maybe, hopefully. Then that seventh spot, I have a feeling it might be. But uh, Lacey Evans went through. Other than that, it was all a bit much of a muchness. Moving on, uh, the riddle facing Roman Reigns next week. Are you surprised that they put it just on a SmackDown with such a stipulation? Or do you think there'll be some kind of shenanigans to sort of help riddle out? Or Because it seems strange. I think it's just shut people. I'm being like, oh no, dirty days, Roman Reigns. But but to ban Riddle from a future title match, which is what then came, was it from Raw? Yeah, um, it came on Raw, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to do that kind of, like, I don't know, is that the right thing? Do you think that? I think there'll be some. I think there'll be shenanigans. Um, I don't think we'll get necessarily a rematch anytime soon, but there'll be shenanigans that protect Riddle. Yeah, because I don't think you should take him out of the picture. Um, I would prefer it at Money in the Bank. Um, but, you know, to have Reigns on TV doing so, any matches instead of yeah. sitting the summer out, I suppose, is good. So there's two sides to it for me for Money in the Bank. Like, the Money in the Bank, the main event should be the Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. So I'm not overly fussed about them not having the championship defended at Money in the Bank. 
Like, I could, yeah. you know, it's it doesn't have to be there. It doesn't have to be everything. What I think they need to do to cover for that is at least have some really good mid-card championship matches. So put a banger of a US title match on or a banger of an intercontinental title match on just beneath the Money in the Bank. Because yeah. the Money in the Bank, that's the whole point of it, is that is the main event. So that's essentially crowning a future champion. Yeah, I think yeah, Money in the Bank is an easy one for Reigns to sit out because of that. Like the women's Money in the Bank, men's Money in the Bank should be the sole focus. And if Reigns is on it, he does become the focus. How are you? But uh, I thought it was a really good SmackDown. It's funny, like SmackDown, SmackDown is fine. I, I see no issues with any SmackDown. Maybe I'm a bit biased, but I think SmackDown is WWE's uh, uh, best show. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Gunther. Um, obviously, then that led into Raw last night. What did you guys think of Raw? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, we watched till about. So what? Else? It's too long. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah. Like right. it was a good show, but when I looked and I was like, I've still got another hour and a bit left. Oh, I can't. I can't. Just it tells you like, Veer Mahan versus Rey Mysterio was the last match of Raw, and it the main evented Raw was the toes down between Lashley and Theory. You know, the closing of Raw was a pose down that could have been done backstage for me. Yeah, but uh, just I, oh, I don't know. how dare you hate on Mahan Mania? <laughs> I can hate on it. I de- no, maybe it's not even that. I just I don't want to see. I don't want to see. He's wrecked the Mysterios. Multiple times, and quite rightly, they're smaller guys. It, it showed him a monster. Why is it being dragged on? I don't want to see him keep wrecking the Mysterios. I want to see him, you know, be a big guy, be a monster, like destroy Dominic and Ray. I think me and Damo could take out Ray and Dominic, to be honest with you. I mean, you couldn't because you're too sick. But Veer Mahan needs to be moving on. Like, I don't know. Just, yeah, the end of Raw. I'm glad that we stopped watching because when you see, like, the last half hour, Riddle versus Champa. Uh, wanted to touch on Champa. Like, what is he doing? Like, you know, like, there's no role for Champa at all. Um, and he's just, yeah. Uh, Chad Gable, Mustafa Ali, Veer Mahal, Rey Mysterio, and the pose down. That's what me and you missed. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like, I don't feel like I've missed anything. To touch on the pose down, like, closing an, an episode of Raw with a rehash of a 2003 Triple H Scott Steiner storyline. Just isn't it? And especially like, the Lashley in theory. Yeah. You know, those two are pretty hot right now. Like, Lashley is decent. He's been very good. Theory is on fire. And he's spraying baby oil in his eyes and drop kicking him. I, I just, mm. Yeah. But Seth Rollins, AJ, was, uh, you, know, I, you know, I say it was good, but I think those two could. They're never, they're never bad, are they? You know? Seth's been doing his best work. Yes. Seth is, uh, yeah, Seth is got to be in the conversation room with some of the best in the business, I think, for where he's at. Mm. Finally gets a win, though, in his 20th match, isn't it, you said? Was it 19 matches without a win? Or nine matches? 
Um, I can't remember how Quite many matches. Yeah, three days. It. Yeah, it's a lot, but yeah. So he wins. Um, I, I've yeah. never really been a Seth Rollins fan, but this run and the Messiah run have been my favorites. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I've always kind of liked Seth, though, and I, he's growing on me more and more. Like, I look out for Seth. I'm interested in what Seth's doing, you know? Like, um, I like that he's incorporating, you know, different costumes into his feuds at, at the pay-per-views now, dressing up as the S.H.I.E.L.D. member and dressing up as Cody Rhodes. It's fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dressed up as Rey Mysterio from Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, yeah, a current favorite for Money in the Bank, though. I know he qualified for Money in the Bank. It's Damien Priest, right? Okay, Damien um, Priest is favorite, Matt Riddle second, Theory third, and then Styles, Omos, Reigns, Rollins. Seth Rollins talking about him uh, being at the peak of his powers. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes was the first time since 2011 that Dave Meltzer has handed out a five star rating to the WWE. Wow. And it wasn't in Tokyo. Nope. The last, <laughs> the last right, right. one was Punk versus Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. Wow. Wow. But quite right. It's quite right. And as you say, Cody is, it's just created. Like I was never a big Cody fan. I've been quite vocal about that. Didn't really get the hype, but the man went away and has just reinvented himself into to something else to like main event main event and seth is the same right seth has been there throughout and just been great you know so uh yes and i was all you know seth Rollins versus aj styles anytime to see that right so, um kevin owens and ezekiel obviously carried on love kevin owens um, the big talking point after ezekiel won by count out is that next week <laughs> somehow <laughs> elias is back <laughs> like <laughs> I just, <laughs> I swear to God, we were saying, we were in a VC, right? And I was just saying, can you imagine if they were actually twins? <laughs> yes, can you imagine? I just, I, I'm just curious how they're going to pull this off, you know, or attempt to pull this off. I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be funny. And Ezekiel wants money in the bank. But yeah, it's just crazy. Elias back next week, which I think is great. Just great. And then other than that, it was a bunch of stuff. Obviously, teaming up of uh, Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. You think that's going to be a longer-term team? Being... Fuck off. No, I don't yeah. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, I don't I don't want it. I like both of them, but I don't want to see them team up because that just feels like a waste. Why, why, oh, why, oh, why are we having tag team matches for a spot in Money in the Bank, which is a, every woman for themselves? I know. Stupid logic. Yeah. So it's stupid. It's the team of Sister Abigail and the person that people wanted to be Sister Abigail. I think Alexa Bliss, if Bailey, it's going to be Alexa Bliss or Bailey that wins, I think. So on the odds, though, get this Alexa Bliss and Bailey are joint favorites. And then Rhea Ripley, Sasha Banks is fourth favorite. Yeah, I get that. Can you imagine? That would no, be great. No, I don't. I, I have a funny feeling that someone's been sniffing glue before. <laughs> <laughs> I 
for one to have Rhea Ripley as one of the favourites when she's the number one contender and will fight Bianca Belair that night. Yeah. Already, already stupid. As you question him. <laughs> yeah. Next, you're going to tell me Stephanie McMahon's on the run, on the list. Probably. Probably. Why not? You can come you back, know, win money in the back. Can you imagine? This is going to go, hey, pal, you fucked over my tag division. Why don't you come in and win money in the bank? Could be. Could be. Uh, but yeah, so the updated card has been done. Obviously, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Um, just be a banger of a match. I, I do think they should put it on Rhea because I think Bianca would be better chasing and it would give Judgment Day the push that they need. I think it would be good for both of them. Like, I, I know Damo's not a big Bianca fan, and I'm not saying it to sort of appease him, but I think it would be good for Judgment Day and Rhea where she is, and also good for Bianca to chase her a bit. I think they, they could put on quite a feud through the summer, you know? Do you know what I think would be good for Bianca? If she chased personality. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I am going to assume... so. Uh, obviously, I think Ronda Rousey versus Natalia is set. Um, I I have a feeling they're going to do Theory and Lashley for the United States Championship. I just I feel like that's where that's going, which would be weird because I don't really see either of them being able to eat a loss. Uh, the Usos versus the Street Profits, I'm guessing, will be added, and so forth, and then the tag matches, and then obviously some other filler will go in. Oh yeah. I am tired of Uso Street Profits. I wouldn't mind it so much if it ever meant anything. But, like, they just fight for the sake of fighting. And they, whenever Street Profits are like, right, we're going to have a, we're going to get a title shot, they're like, oh, you know what we're going to do, though? We're going to put Gable and Otis in. Oh, you know what would be really funny if we put another team in as well? Like, yeah. They've had so many matches, but every time it's been for something, it's been ruined by somebody else being involved. Absolutely. Um, and obviously Judgment Day. I do like Judgment Day. I like the three. I like it. I liked it with Edge. I think I'm gonna love it with Finn. I really am. Um, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. All right, well that's kind of raw. Obviously, there's been some big news. Normally we save idiots for the end, but I feel like we've got to bring it up because it's the thing everyone about Jeff Hardy who had done a signing session all day, and some of the pictures were quite obvious what was going on, um, was uh, arrested for drink driving, DUIs, no license, uh, like half midnight, seen swerving, running off the road. Insert shock face. <laughs> yeah. He appeared to be in stupor and confused. So, you know, so I think it was I you that said, right, so the legal limit is 0. 0.08, and he was yep. 0. 0.29? 0. 0.294, I think I read. Yeah, God. I mean... I would just like to say on behalf of Jeff Hardy that he's fine, and there are no problems. Um, we're going we're gonna to take some time and come back from this as a family. Wait, sorry, no, no, getting get my speeches mixed up. <laughs> it's, what is it now? It's fuck Jeff Hardy. That's the new one. Sorry. Yeah. I just, I mean, re, 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 Mrs. Hardy, she posted two TikToks pretty much straight away, <laughs> mocking him. Matt Hardy has released a statement today saying that, you know, we're here for Jeff and this, that. 
Jeff's got his demons. Jeff's clearly got demons that he needs help. The blame has to be on him because, yeah, but a lot of the blame has to be on the support circle around him. Like, he was clearly not fine. You know, at WWE, do not just throw out, go to rehab, offer rehab for no reason, just because they felt like it because you walked through the crowd. They knew something was up and Matt and that publicity to have one final run, maybe stay relevant. I think Matt has to take some of the responsibility because he's the closest to him. You know, I, I just, I, I, I don't know anymore. I mean, well, no, he's got to retire. He's got to retire. He's got to be done. Um, yeah. Well, like you say, all that went on with WWE and the Hardys came out and were like, oh, no, he's absolutely fine. There's no problems. There's this, there's that. WWE were like, you know what? If you're not going to accept the help, off you go. We don't want anything to do with you. Ties have been cut. We've given you chance after chance after chance and you've let the fans down, you've let everybody down, you've let yourself down over and over again. And we were all saying at the time, if there's nothing, if it's not, if he wasn't under the influence and he wasn't in that position... We all said it's because he's trying to scam his way out to get his final run with Matt because we know that there's not long left for them two in the careers. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, next thing you know, oh, he signed with AEW. Oh, yeah. And we were like, mm, yeah, okay. Could have seen that coming. And then you know what? Then this news broke yesterday. And we were like, yeah, could have seen that coming. Because it's just typical of Jeff Hardy. And I bet Sting sat there in the back going, fucking told you. <laughs> I don't think he's been right since that match. Like, I don't think there's been time where, you know, because part of his charges was third offense in 10 years, you know? Like, that's a lot in 10 years. I, I don't know. Gia, what are you thinking of Jeff now? It's the old, you know, it's the old thing of how many times is your kid going to touch the oven? Yeah. And where do you ah, think, like... Oven, you're burning your hand. And on, like... Obviously, Ruby Hardy making TikToks about it. Do you think that's? Do you think that's her saying yes. we're kind of done? I mean, they were funny. I'm not gonna lie. I chuckled. I'm not even gonna deny it. But do you think that's her saying they're kind of done? I mean, seeing he was with Matt all day, surely Matt has seen that he's drinking and doing whatever all day. Like they were at a I'm, signing. It's well known that Ruby and him do not like each other. But yeah, her TikToks kind of proved that. <laughs> her now deleted TikToks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gone now. Well, even before the TikToks, like anytime he fucks up, he's right there on the Twitter being like, this has nothing to do with the rest of the Hardys. He's a fuck up. He's doing this to himself. I like he, last time yeah. she got it with his wife. Yeah. So Warner Brothers, though, have uh, told AEW to remove all advertising of him. Um, I think the boy's done investing. That's really kind of the last well, place he could have gone. I think I saw that AEW have responded to Warner Brothers saying that um, they've no intentions of using him so they can re-edit all the promotional material and all the credit, you know, the, all the opening sequences to not feature him anymore as well. Damn, it's just, <clears throat> you know, he's going to kill someone if someone doesn't help him. But that means people have to be honest around him and maybe call him out a bit. And that starts with Matt for me. Matt has to be the one to sort of tell him, like, Instead of helping him believe his lies that he's all right, which Here's I think that he does, but do you think that's why they really took him out of that match last week? Who knows? I mean, who they knows? were like beat up and banged up from that that 
that that tag match, which wasn't that the match with Bucks wasn't like anything like, oh man, he's beat up and banged up from it. I honestly think he's got some issues, and they were trying to hide it. Yeah, probably. That's it. Feels like a lot of what they've always done is uh, is try and hide it. You know. Um. Yeah, I feel like they've spent ages hiding Matt Hardy. Um. It's uh, it's, it's sad. Uh, he is in court. I think tomorrow. Uh, he was released on bail today, or yeah, last night. Three and a half grand bond paid bail bondsman and waited to court. But yeah, hopefully they'll throw. You know, he has to be held accountable now. Shouldn't really. I don't. I wouldn't have allowed him bail. I'm not gonna lie. With the amount that he's done and different bits and pieces, I probably would have kept him in and try and made him get some help. But uh, that's just me. That is just me. Um. Right, one conversation, moving on, conversation that uh, has been brought up, which will lead in before Gio gets his wonderful reviews out. Uh, I had a heated, but a lengthy discussion yesterday in regards to the Raw after Mania. First question was, when do, do you think it's always been there, or do you think there was a specific time when Raw after Mania become a thing? And if so, when? So... The point that I I made yesterday to like Blair words yesterday to you when you messaged me about it was, I'd say the first official one was when Raw was aired live after a pay per view for the first time, right? Like because that was a change in in the in the outlook. Raw was re- Raw was live as opposed to a recorded playthrough, which obviously the atmosphere is always ten times better when it's a live event. So I think that kick started the I, movement. I felt that the you know the first official Raw After Mania type, like, where they made it anything, would be 96, where you get Mankind, you get all sorts of new stories that just started right away. Because, you know, if you watch 95, 94, 93, it kind of is just like, yeah, Mania was last night, this is what happened. But 96 was like, boom, Mania happened, let's start some feuds. I thought would X-Pac come back. That's the one that I would say after WrestleMania 4. That was like the vibe of it's an, like WrestleMania is done. It's end of season. It's new beginnings. So I would have said that one, 98, because I think that was the night like Farouk got kicked out of Nation. Dad 7 debuted. X-Pac come back. New Age Outlaws joined DX. For me, that's... But then that's, I suppose it's how you look at what Raw After Mania is, which led to... The other discussion, which are your top three memorable Raw After Mania moments? Oh, look at that. Just spring it on you. What's your top three? We'll start with you, Gio. Are you starting with me? Yeah. Top three, I'd say, is definitely Dolph cashing in because that was like a big, everybody wanted it, everybody got it. I wish they would have done more with it. Um, I'd go with Mankind debuting because it was totally like out of the norm for anybody to just put Undertaker into any sort of like predicament like that. And then I don't know what another one would be because I, I'll go with Enzo actually. Yeah. The, the whole Enzo and Cass debuting and 
really just slagging off the fucking Dudleys. <laughs> that was amazing. That's a good shout. That is a fair a shout. Their debut uh, was bagging. I'll give, I'll give bonus to the Raw after Mania where Braun Strowman tried to kill Roman Reigns over and over again. <laughs> yeah, fair. Like, he's like tipping over ambulances on him and throwing them through shit. And he's like, I'm not done. I'm not through with you. <laughs> it was like a whole Raw where he's just like beating the piss out of Roman. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. Your top three. So I'm going to stick with Gio's Dolph Ziggler, 2013, right after WrestleMania 29. Um, it was just Seth Rollins' cashing aside, it was the cashing that most stands out. And it was the one that everybody wanted to see it. Everybody was pumped. Everybody just was on their feet. Number two, slightly different twist. I'm going with um, the final bow of the Nature Boy in 2008, which Ooh. obviously was not his final bow, but I just think the follow-on from their match between him and Sean, and the I'm sorry I love you, and then having a night of appreciation because Ric Flair's retired, <laughs> jokes on us. I think it was it was a very different Raw after Mania, but it was still a notable one. And third um, would be 2003, night after WrestleMania 19, when WWE finally got the debut of Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg's on mine, but mainly because I'm a WCW mark. Um, so Goldberg and Ziggler are definitely, you know, as I say, the Ziggler one was just, I, it was crazy, like, because he was, what, a mid-card heel at the time, really? Not really. He was kind of just bouncing around there with the money in the bank, and it was that yeah. belief that he should be pushed harder, and we'd had to just watch what, it was Del Rio swagger, wasn't it, at WrestleMania the and night you know before? What? And you're just like, yeah, oh, God, is that was, for the title? It wasn't terrible. It just wasn't a main event or it wasn't a yeah, title. And I mean, yeah. Everybody yeah. wanted to stop and he was, like, regulated to fight. And I think, what was it, hell no, they fought? Because they, yeah, they tried to repeat the AJ, the AJ kiss thing with them. It, it was like, ugh. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Goldberg's return definitely uh, is on there for me. WCW marking me just and you know you know the nwo they had come back like the year before and the invasion was kind of dead so it was just perfect timing for me um and <laughs> my third was um brock lesnar returned in 2012 oh okay okay just because like i was i was so hyped to have him back and beat up cena but yeah was it um, for brock lesnar or was it for the debut of lord tensai that night <laughs> okay, yes. Secrets out. Tensai. Tensai got my vote. <laughs> Fuck it out. But yeah, it was uh yeah, Lesnar's return. But do you think what makes the Raw After Mania is just the moments? Because if you think like the 2001 Raw After Mania will be remembered for when Triple H and Austin joined forces, but nothing else really happened in the rest of the show. But you remember that one because you're like Triple H and Austin teaming with Vince is just frightening. Um, but nothing else happened in that show, you know? Um, but yeah, it's weird on the take of uh, Raw After Mania. And I'll lead on to the review bits after that. Before we... I feel like there's an honourable mention. Go on. Raw After Mania 32, when the crowd were whining Charlotte Flair up by singing Hey, Hey, Bailey. That's a fair That one. The crowd... Like, I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I don't remember anything else from that Raw, but I remember that. 
Oh, and my honourable mention will be Paige debuting and winning the Divas title. Was that, was that the minute. was that the role where like they just kept slagging off Roman and he came out and all he said was like, "This is my yard now," and then he left. I loved that though. That was the first time that I actually thought Roman handled something like perfectly. When that crowd were on him and he just let them go and it was like, "It's my yard now." It leaves. I was like, "Oh my god!" Finally, finally, the man shown some. No. Uh, no, because he did that after beating Taker, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. thing was Roman earlier. Reigns beat Triple H for the title that year, and after thirty-two. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think the year after possibly was Reigns Taker. Yeah, it might have been. When did he lose the streak? Yeah, it was the year after. It was so thirty-two with the Hey Hey Bailey was the year before Reigns and Taker. Um, there, right. We'll announce what we're actually going to do. So on that, uh, well, we yes. was, before thought... we get to your review, we'll tell them that, so the next reviews, and then we'll obviously Gio's got a solo one, but we were asked for us to pick our favorite Raw after Mania, all three of us, and watch the Mania before and the Raw after Mania. Um, we had spoken beforehand um, about which ones. I'm going with, WrestleMania 14, and then so, the Raw after in 98. All right, so we got to go over your card. Wait. I, I got to... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is... No, we, we're just saying what we're doing next week. Geo's watching uh, the 96 Mania and then the Raw after, and Damo's going to take the Dolph Cash in one and obviously the Mania before, because it'll be interesting maybe now to see that, how the Mania before maybe helped push that Dolph thing to different levels, you know? So, yeah, we have all got a review, but, yeah, Gio's got one. But what did you watch this week, Gio? I watched, you gave me Survivor Series uh, 98 with the Deadly Games. Yes, yes, you did. That was true, the Deadly Games. So, what did you think? It was very, very strange, very different Survivor Series than had been ever. It's a tournament that worked. There's Mm. not many tournaments where it's like, oh, yeah, man, that tournament was this tournament told like a complete story from the beginning of the night to the end of the night of so many people as well it wasn't yes. like you know obviously vince and austin were the main bone of all that but it told so many stories right. of so many people it, it started with you know them uh, the corporation stealing mankind's sock and putting it on al snow's head <laughs> so like, oh man they're really you know they're using mankind and he doesn't get it <laughs> you know, they they set him up to fight Dwayne Gill. Yeah, Dwayne Gill, oh Gilberg. It was great because Vince made like this whole big elaborate introduction. Like this man has wrestled in the WWF. Then he went to WCW for a while, and now he's back. <laughs> and it's, he just starts playing like this Titan trying to like. Dwayne Gill getting pinned by the Ultimate Warrior and getting pinned by Bret Hart and, like, just getting pinned by everybody. <laughs> yeah, that actually, that opened the match. Obviously, Mankind, Dwayne Gill. 30 seconds that lasted. Mankind took to beat Dwayne Gill. Um, yeah, also, yeah. it was uh, Al Snow at the time. Al Snow, I'm like, watching some old back, I don't think I realized just how over Al Snow with head actually was. 
Like the crowd's going what nuts did, when that music he, hits. Who did he wrestle around when I think it was Jarrett? Yeah. Al Snow, and he beat him. Al Snow actually beat Jeff Jarrett. Um, then Austin had Big Boss Man, and Boss Man was DQ'd because they just beat the hell out of Austin. Which um, was another story they started telling, and nobody yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, the whole night was le- like Boss Man. It's funny. When you watch it back, Big Boss Man played a big part in telling all of that story throughout the night. Uh, and uh, Regal and X Pac ended in a double count out. Uh, the rest of the first round was real man's, real man's man Regal. Yes, Stephen Regal. Uh, Shamrock beat Goldust, and then The Rock beat Boss Man again because they were making it look like they were trying to pretty much screw another, anyone good. Another great moment because nobody knew that Triple H was gonna was was out with the knee injury, mm-hmm. so it's like the DX music plays and out comes. Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson doing the crotch chop. <laughs> to announce that he can't make it. And Rock uh, rolled him up three seconds. Okay. Literally. Telling a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, into the quarterfinals, uh, Taker versus Kane, who were on their own sort of story um, in and around the main event, but they were on their own story. Because um, uh, the pay-per-view before this was the... the... The double turn. They turned Kane face and Undertaker heel by having Paul Barrow like beat up Kane and join back up and be like, Oh, Undertaker meant to burn down the place all along. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Taker won that one. Um Mankind beat Al Snow. Which uh... was because he did it in dress slacks and it is a yeah. moment where he gets <laughs> Pissed off because he finds out that the head had the had Sako on it, so he just starts putting these big loafers to the fucking head. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing complete dress slacks and dress shoes, and he just starts kicking the head with his dress shoes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, nothing can really beat mankind. Uh, Rock beat Ken Shamrock, but again, so Bossman ran out in this one. And looked like he was trying to throw the nightstick to Ken Shamrock. Rock intercepted it. Ref was obviously distracted, trying to get Bossman down. He laid out Shamrock, and Rock picked up the win. But again, perfect storytelling for Bossman. Remember this. Um, then the weirdness that was Sable versus Jacqueline with Mark Mero getting Sable bombed on the outside. I don't. I felt sorry for Mark Mero. Mark Mero just he just got That's outshone. Yeah, and um, Sable, uh, Shane McMahon was the special guest referee, which again was telling part story. Sable become the women's champ for the first time, and Sable was hugely over. Uh, semi-finals, Mankind beat Austin. Big screw job. Austin getting totally screwed. Yes, the, the, the heel to Shane McMahon. Yeah, Shane come running down as ref, like looking like he was barging past everyone, and then refused to count. Um, he did the old one-two and then the middle finger. Yes, he did. And Shane turned heel, which was huge at the time. Um, the Rock beat Undertaker by disqualification. So then that led to... Oh, there was the tag title match. New Age Outlaws, D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry versus the Headbangers. But, you know, that's that's where the tag division was. D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry Dude, and the Headbangers. Okay. The- you know what I... There's a moment in that before everybody comes out where the headbangers are breaking fourth wall 
And they're like, tonight, the headbangers are going to have to do the J-O-B to the road dog and Billy Gunn. And I'm like, he just said he's going to job to them. Yeah. Didn't see the headbangers much after that event, did we, either? <laughs> um, and then the, the big title match, Rock versus Mankind. Total Montreal screw job because it's, you know, Survivor Series as well. Yeah, that was at the previous year. He ordered the bell rung. Rock's the chap. Corporate Rock is created. Yeah, amazing. It was amazing. And all of that had been like Bossman actually helping the Rock when it looked like he was trying to and screw him. Built, this was the beginning of building Mankind as a sympathetic character. Yep. Sadly, because when you look at the end of this, you had Undertaker and Kane who were way up there. Mankind was like safe. Austin and Rock and, you know, and it led to some of them nasty Rock-Mankind matches, not going to lie. Um, the one where he like twatted him with a chair like seven times, wasn't it? When he didn't know he had razors well, in his head. <laughs> he hit him like 15 times unprotected because his hands were uh, handcuffed. Yeah, and they put like little razor blades in his hair, they? but they didn't tell Rock or something. Messy. Yeah, yeah. Messy. But yeah, it's actually a really good pay-per-view. And again, I, I say it's one of them that was a quite a big turning point because after that, like going into 99 and stuff, 2000 was, was pretty right. big years, so, you know? Yep, and then you yeah. said I got a review. Yeah, so we have a, a, a new fan called Adam um, who so reached out. For me... I'm doing duty here because oh, you are on I got WrestleMania 12, then I got the Raw after WrestleMania 12, and now I got WrestleMania 7. That's what he's Bruce asked for. It's hard because I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. I know, I kind of know what this card is, and it's not a bad card. No, it's very early WrestleMania card goodness. <laughs> so it starts. Well, the pre-show is Coco Beware versus Brooklyn Brawler. Do not miss that match. That is going to be a banger. Loved Coco Beware when I was a kid. But anyway, Rockers, uh, obviously Shawn Michaels, Mike Giannetti taking on Haku and the Barbarian. Opening the show. Texas Tornado. God bless yourself. Big fan of Texas Tornado when I was a kid. Uh, taking on Dino Bravo. Uh, we've got the British Bulldog, Davey Smith. Taking on the Warlord. I also like the Warlord. I'm not going to lie. He was um, that is a Vince McMahon match right there. Just two big muscly men <laughs> with slick just being on the outside. Love that. Uh, tag team titles on the line. Uh, Heart Foundation, who are the champs, taking on the Nasty Boys. Blindfold match. Oh my god, I forgot about this one. The Jake Roberts versus Rick Martel blindfold match. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Right. Um, Undertaker taking on Jimmy Snooker. Wasn't this one of his first WrestleManias, Undertaker? It was the beginning of the streak. Yeah, Jimmy Snooker. Um, retirement match, Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage. Banger and of a match. Banger of a match. It is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that match once you've seen it. You don't forget that match. 20 minutes of solid goodness. For all they say about Warrior being a dick, he put on a banger of a match with Randy Savage there. Uh, Tenru and Koja Kitao taking on Demolition. Um, love Demolition, but yeah. Uh, Big Boss Man taking on Mr. Perfect, who was Intercontinental Champs for the Intercontinental title. Um, 
Greg Valentine, everybody's favorite. Everybody loves Greg Valentine taking on Earthquake. Ugh, hey, Greg Valentine. Um, Power and Glory. Now, I was a huge Power and Glory tag team fan of Hercules and Paul Roma. Absolute huge. They were amazing. Big fan, because I was a big Hercules fan, to be fair. Did like Hercules. Um, they're taking on Legion of Doom. They had a kick-ass finisher. Yeah, they were a great tag team. Very one, underrated. They only did like a year together as well. It was sad. One dude would do a power plex <laughs> and the other dive off the rope at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, Virgil taking on Ted DiBiase with Rowdy Piper in the, in his corner. That was the start of Virgil splitting from DiBiase, which was really stupid to do. Uh, the Mountie. Gotta love the Mountie. Anytime to watch the Mountie we take. Taking on Tito Santana. And then the main event, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter. Now, this was the time when Sergeant Slaughter had gone bad, weren't it? USA versus Iraq, brother. Yeah, because the Iraqi war and they turned Slaughter, like, was a sympathizer, wasn't he, at the time? Iraqi sympathizer. Yeah. <laughs> and he was hated. And they had that so, so oh, I will, When I do the review, I will get into every bit of piece of that whole pay-per-view. <laughs> and the but yeah, cluster- we got... Uh, we got some yeah. good wrestling to watch between us all. I'm, I'm, of course, you're watching WrestleMania 12. I've got 14 and 29 is the one before Ziggler's catching in it with you, Damon. Yes. Yes, it is. 20. Yes. Exciting. Yeah, I got isn't a raw. Yeah. It's exciting. I can't wait. Uh, I right. Maybe you of Fandango. I know, right? Are you excited? Uh, I get the uh, Iron Man match. Yeah. I get the return of X-Pac. Like, come on. <laughs> I get seven to, in a suit. Can't wait. I get to watch sixty minutes of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Damn it! Fair, it's fair. To be fair, I wonder. Like, I don't. I, I remember the Raw after. I'm struggling with WrestleMania 14. Isn't that the Tyson one? That is, isn't it? Yeah, Tyson. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got a couple of dodgy good matches things. in that. Yeah, there's not much in that, but the Austin Michael scene. Right. Um. Right. Other little bits of news I got written down. Biggie's video. Did you guys see? He made a video of him throwing his neck brace in the bin from his broken neck. When are you expecting Biggie back? I think it'd be a full twelve month. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying he'll be a Rumble guy. Maybe a Rumble. Rumble might be what they're aiming for, but I think it might be closer to WrestleMania. I think because it's a broken neck, like can't mess yeah. it up. I mean, it's good that his neck brace is off. And what's that in three months? He's got the brace off. When did he do it? March, early March, late February. Yeah, February, March. Well, that's like Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs is a fucking monster. Have you seen like his updates and stuff? Yeah, dudes are like trying to walk the block and everything. Joe Rick Boogs so, is one of them that was really you knew exactly what had happened. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so Boogs um threw his crutch away like three weeks after it happened. Jesus. That's what I'm saying. The dude's like a monster. He's like, <laughs> I walked half a block already. Oh no, it wasn't even that. So he did it on Yeah, it was two weeks. Two weeks after doing his knee, he threw his crutches away and started walking around the block. Ten days. Ten days after surgery. Wow. 
10 days. Man is crutchless. He's an actual animal. He's an actual animal. Wow. But yeah, fingers crossed that we get them both back soon. Because uh, they were pretty bad injuries. Um, Fandango, obviously, talking about stepping away from wrestling. Um, he's he's done. It's over. Uh, first of all, just wanted to get rid of Twitter in general. It's a very negative platform. Kind of I thought we were reading the comments. Um, I'm getting surgery this summer on my knee. I never really said I was retiring. I said I was going to step away for a little while. Of course, dirt sheets pick it up. I kind of got a kick out of it. I'm going to get surgery on my knee. It's been bothering me for a year now. And then reevaluate, take the summer off, spend it with my girl and dogs and see where we're at. Wrestling is not going anywhere. So do you think that's him backtracking like in case he needs a payday? Or do you think we expect to ever see him back? I'm not expecting to see him back. Everybody always wants a Royal Rumble payday. Exactly, and I think Fandango's perfect for that, isn't it? Mm. You know, he's one of them you could do a one-off quite happily. Yeah. He's got um, the music and everything. People are gonna, people will pop anytime they hear his his dance music. Yeah, right. At the end, I wanted to uh, touch on Forbidden Door and where you guys are at with it because uh, Andrade and Lucha Bros won't be now appearing. Obviously, Jeff Hardy's gone. Um, yeah, I didn't all know. This AAA uh, CML stuff is obviously causing some issues. Do you know. think this is why that door is there to start with? I do, I think... but also at the same time, I didn't know AAA and New Japan even had a problem because they used to trade wrestlers back and forth. So, I think for me, they've assumed that it's just one door that needs to be opened, mm-hmm. and that's the big issue. There are a lot of doors, and you can't successfully open one without opening multiple. Mm. So, this is why now Andrade is not there, the Lucha Bros out there. And Lucha Bros, great tag team, could put on a banger with anyone. People were excited for Andrade versus NATO, I think it was. Um, which has now gone down the pan with well, the yeah, injuries. That sort of stuff's gone down, down the pan. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but what think, about yeah. FTR? Aren't they the AAA tag champions? So, Does FTR that cause them a problem? Um, no, because they're on a they're not on a, a signed deal. They're on a like a one off appearance here and there deal. Um, however, FTR may be called into question because. Rumours are that they're replacing the Hardy Boys in a tag team match on AAA at some point soon. Right. So, so. Like, yeah, it's just, as you say, it's it's not one door, is it? Because Lucha Promotion is AAA and CMLL that hate each other, isn't it? And CMLL and New Japan get on really, really well. I mean, AAA and CMLL have been, like, hating each other for ages. And it's just... On top of that, the Forbidden Door is really getting hindered with injuries from both companies. Yeah. Punk is out. Uh, Os- Osprey just took a title because Juice is out with his appendix. I think one of the I think one of the guns got hurt. Uh, so are, are you are you still excited uh, for it though? I think got hurt. Are you excited for it? There's still some banging cards on that 
banging matches on that card, which could like give us give us that sort of that kind of matchup that as a British and American fan we don't see all that often on like an easily accessible pay per view service. Um, my worry is that AEW won't want to look weak in America against the Japanese. So I'm just, I'm questioning whether the win losses will be favorable to make AEW look better. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like, Mox is not going to lose to Tanahashi. No. Danielson is not going to lose to... Has he got Zack Sabre Jr.? I think they're going to go with that. I don't think it's official yet. I think the only matches that have been definitely I... confirmed is that new All-Atlantic Championship Fatal 4-Way. Yeah. Whoever's in that. I know Pac's the only one to actually qualify for it right now, isn't he? And then it's obviously gone. Moxley Can we discuss... Tanahashi or Goto. Can we discuss on how stupid of a name that is for a title? The All-Atlantic? <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan, Gio? <laughs> You're not a fan? Uh, yeah, that's the only two matches actually announced. Obviously, yeah. uh, Jay White like put Page out and Yeah, Which will and be I, a banger. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like it's going to end in shenanigans. Because yeah. I don't think that Jay White's going to lose. But I also don't think that AEW will want Adam Page to lose again. Yeah. So I think that ends in shenanigans. I don't think there's a clear winner or loser. I just, Obviously, I'm assuming I'm, the FTR and Will Osprey stuff is going to continue. Into who knows? Because, like, if you'd have told me... So what I saw of the match was that Trent picked up the victory over one of Aussie Open. So are they going to do Aussie Open versus uh, whatever Trent and Rocky Romero's tag team is called? I yeah, see, I, I think they had a plan set out. But then Juice got hurt, and they had a they had to replace Juice with another United States Championship, and now uh, Osprey's got that. So I don't think they're going to be able to do Osprey. I think you know they'll do a different type of match with. The so the presumed F- is United Emperor Empire versus FTR and Vice. Okay, so I thought they'd go with Rapongi Vice versus um, Aussie Open in like a rematch after Trent. Yeah. Win. So, but then that was another one. Why do, Trent? Trent should have been in that match to take the pin, not get the pin. Mm. And it's just, it's just that feeling that whenever, whether it's Impact before them or New Japan now, whenever they step into an AEW ring, they lose. And that's what my concern is for pay per view. It's just going to be a whitewash of just like when, uh, like Invasion, yeah. where you're like, oh yeah, the WWE guys win. And it's going to, oh yeah, AEW guys are going to win. Yeah, that's, that's what. Yeah, that's what I worry about. But, you know, it's it's a start, maybe. But I think the stuff that's coming from it is shown why that door got put up in the first place because it's just too difficult, you know? Too many politics from too many sides. Yeah, exactly. And who makes the final decision on who wins, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, tough. Tough. Um, and then the last one, obviously, I wanted to save to last because it's very sad. Paige has, uh, has left WWE. She is done. It's over, contract gone. You expecting her to pop up somewhere or get cleared and come back? Or doing Twitch. She'll just Twitch, do you think? Well, she sort of said in a statement that she wants to return to the ring, so it's she's kinda of hinted that she's going off to get cleared to wrestle elsewhere. 
Yeah, because like, didn't she say on her Twitch that it, some of it's it was like they don't want to resign. It's not her decision. I don't want anyone yeah. to think it was her decision. And then that things were like, I feel she feels like she can compete again, like a thousand percent. So it's complicated. WWE just don't take any risks, you know. Um, yeah, it was not. She said it wasn't a mutual decision. Pretty much her words. So be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, she's not a WWE anymore. But you can watch her on WWE. Watch her debut. Watch her debut on the Raw after. I don't remember what year that was. Watch or- the Mania. They just kept uh, advertising her movie and kept popping up with really bad lipstick and going, Paige here. Like the really bad lipstick you wore when you met me in Daybite. Don't even try and do that. It was 2014, Darry. It was the year after Dolph. Oh, was it? Yeah. Following year. That was great. I loved that. And she won in like 20 seconds. Right. That's this week. Jeff Hardy, very clear idiot of the week. Maybe idiot of the year. But like my speech, you know, I was like, almost went a full week, and then this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You start clutching. You're looking like no one's really giving us much. To, oh, wait a minute, step Jeff Hardy. But saying all this, I hope he gets the help he needs. But I think the people closest to him need to have a real good hard look at themselves and stop lying to him. Tell him he he needs proper help, and I don't want to ever see him wrestle again. I don't want to see him drive again. <laughs> I don't think the police want to see him drive again, to be honest with you. They're done with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we will see you all next week. Enjoy your viewing and uh, yeah, catch you boys later. Ciao.